0: Hello, all you bald and balding people, and welcome back to Those Bald Chicks. I'm Paige, and I'm here with Kristen and two very special guests today, Rio's mom, Nikki Ball, and her stepdad, Aaron Ball. We are so incredibly honored to have you both here and really look forward to getting to know more about Rio, your family, and your incredible organization, Rio's Rainbow, during this conversation. Before we get started, we wanted to give a content warning in the beginning of this, as there will be discussions surrounding suicide and bullying. We want to make sure that you know beforehand and to take breaks if needed. Your mental health and well-being matter. In this episode description, we will also have helplines available and listed. Please always remember that balding balding people are beautiful and badass and you are more than enough. So thank you so much for being here, Nikki and Erin. We're so excited having us. Yeah, we are so excited to actually see you and meet Mm -hmm. you. We we know all about you, but we're finally face to face, kind of. Yeah, (laughs) right, kind of. But yeah, if you want to take us through your family, kind of let us get to know you a little bit more. And yeah,
1: well, me and Nikki met at work a little over (laughs) about about four years ago, close to four years almost. Five years ago, we met. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. About four years together. <laughs> and um and we were a a blended family immediately. And um I have a twenty one year old and a twenty year old and then I had Rio and Avery. And as far as like getting that to like mesh together was almost immediate. Like
0: Really?
1: Yeah, it really was. That's and horrible. even Rio's biological father, Michael Allred, and his fiance Cassie um, we're all best friends. Like we all spend holidays together and camp together. And, oh, that's
2: uh, incredible.
1: I know. So it was like almost immediate that uh, it was effortless. Like it wasn't a big deal for our family to immediately become individual families into an all together family almost immediately. Right.
0: That's incredible. I feel like you don't hear that that often. No. So to hear that, that's pretty incredible. You became just a unit automatically. Mm-hmm. Um, let me say this right. Elkhart, right? That's how you say it. Elkhart, yes. Indiana. You obviously met in Elkhart, Indiana. Mm-hmm. What What is so special about Elkhart? And what is some of the stuff that Rio loved about her
2: hometown? Um, I mean, I was born and raised here. That's really the only special thing about it. <laughs> Me. Yeah, but all cart, but there's you know my whole family's here. At least most of them, like most of them are here. Rio was born here. You know, we moved to Michigan for a few years, but came back, and we all needed to come back. We had there were less people there, and we're very much like, it takes a village mentality, and absolutely. So when we came back, I think it was just so good for my girls and I, yeah, and just being around our people again and friends and family and I think that both both girls even though Avery was real little and Rio was out in eight or nine when we moved back and she ended up going to school where I had gone to school and she did really great there and got really good grades she was in the pet program like instantly oh okay she loved school
0: yeah. then
2: in elementary like
0: right. I mean I think
2: most most kids do but
0: when you moved to Michigan, how long were you in Michigan for?
2: For four years. Were you really? A couple years, yeah.
0: Where did you move in yep. Michigan?
2: Saugatuck area.
0: Yeah, I know exactly. I, so I, I live fun. in Michigan. Yeah, absolutely. Saugatuck is very cool. I it up
2: there. Absolutely. You know, it, it was super fun. Yeah, that's awesome. But it was just lonely. We got very lonely up there. and Especially if none
0: of your family's there. I completely understand that.
2: We had a little bit, but it, it was chaos. Yeah.
0: That's a big change. And I will too. say this.
1: I will Mm -hmm. say this about Elkhart is for all this, she's right. We didn't have much of opinion. It was a, it was just a town that we lived in. Um, Since then, we're proud of Elkhart. They've showed up and showed out for a lot of things that we've been showing a brighter side to Elkhart and (laughs) which kind of like reflects that probably most towns have a brighter side if you ask, you know, so we have asked a lot out of our community and they've responded.
0: That's
2: awesome. Yeah, maybe my answer was a little callous. But... <laughs> <laughs> Some people don't like their hometowns. That's true. <laughs> the drivers around here are the absolute worst, mm-hmm. let me tell you. Oh, yep. my gosh. I
0: know. I live in, like, the metro Detroit area, and Dearborn is, like, notorious for terrible, (laughs) terrifying drivers. So I get it. (laughs) So we also want to hear more about Rio because, you know, we don't know much about her. And we want to know what she loves, what her hobbies were, and then also what made her sparkle.
2: She uh, was just such a little firecracker and very animated. I mean, her hands. She would do this, like... (laughs) Whenever she was talking, it was just a lot of moving around and a lot of hand gestures and very, oh, if she was reading a book or watched or anything, you were going to know absolutely every single (laughs) detail. It was going to take about four hours to get the whole story out. And just very, very intuitive and very inquisitive and just so, so, so smart. I mean, she... She was seven or eight-ish, and she read Black Beauty in a Day. Wow. Like, and I'm not kidding. Like, people look at me like I'm crazy when I say that, and I'm like, okay, you weren't there, because I watched it happen.
0: That's so and wild.
2: She just absolutely brilliant, and she was a great writer. Like, oh. she loved to write stories. Um, She was very good at art. She loved Harry Potter. She loved Star Wars. She... I mean, just your perfect nerdy little mm-hmm. wizard baby is,
0: absolutely.
2: Mm-hmm. and she'd flaunt it. You know, she would even, even in the midst of her alopecia, was still so, you know, blase right. and just, I got this and well, herself and yeah, <laughs> oh so much. If anything, it like brought that out even more, especially oh. once we shaved her head. Like she was just so, she was just too good.
0: Yeah, absolutely, too good indeed. So, the rainbow Rio's Rainbow. was there a specific reason why you chose a rainbow with you talking about a personality I feel like that kind of I plays into that? that. Yeah. yeah, oh,
2: absolutely. So that came, that originated from preschool. and all of the kids had little nicknames, and she was Rainbow Rio. So it was like, oh. you know whatever like letter went along of something that went with their name, and hers was Rainbow Rio. And that just stuck.
0: Yeah. And with how you describe her personality, that just is very fitting. Mm -hmm. Um, I love that though. She loved Harry Potter. I'm a huge Harry Potter fan. Um, (laughs) Yeah, big big fan of that. Absolutely. Here's my wand. (laughs) Oh my god, that's incredible. (laughs) Do you have the?
2: (laughs) Is it up here too?
0: I love it. Oh, that's so incredible. Yep. See, the, my kind of people. Uh, <laughs> so yeah. that's so great, though, that she kept that when she got alopecia. Though, mm-hmm. I feel like that is very telling of her personality. Just because we know with alopecia, it's such a big thing to happen to someone because it can, you know, you can't recognize yourself without your hair and stuff like that. So, to yeah. hear that she was still herself is that's huge. incredible. Yeah.
1: Outwardly, it was irrelevant to her. Like she didn't, it wasn't, it was the same thing as her not being able to find a pair of shoes. Like she, really? Yes. Outwardly, she did not change what kind of person she was. She, she just rolled with it. Like she didn't, wow. It didn't really change the person that she was. And she was, she was always very, very true to herself. Like she, what she was into was important to her. Yeah. Her friends were important to her. Her family was important to her. And anything outside of that wasn't really a big deal. It was more the, other people's reaction to her she would have been just fine being who she was she did not care it was more outside influence that really hurt her
0: yeah when she found out about her alopecia how did that happen how did you guys start noticing her alopecia
2: so it was december of 2020 It was around christmas time that i noticed about right here like right at the top of her head this little bald spot My girls that year, our school's here. They did hybrid learning, so they could go to school a couple times a week and then e-learning a couple times. And with our work schedules, and it it was Avery's kindergarten year. It was just it wasn't gonna work. So we did 100% e-learning. So they were home, and they both did, especially Rio. She did great with it. And so they were home, and it was it was during Christmas break though that I noticed it. And I asked her. I was like, Hey Peanut, are you? Like, you, you've you got a little bald spot right there. Are you, like, maybe pulling your hair out? Yeah. Like, just not – you might not even know you're doing it. Like, just kind of – Nerves or
0: something. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I was like,
2: you know, we've all had an awful year. So, like, it's totally understandable. Like, I just – like, you're not in trouble. Like, because she kind of looked at me like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. You know? Right. And she's no, no. And so I showed my stepmom, and she was like, you know, take her to the doctor. And, of course, getting into a doctor – During that time was a lot of fun. We quit using her Head and Shoulders because she was using that because she'd get dandruff sometimes real bad in the winter, and because we thought maybe like that's just too much chemical. Yeah, made her a doctor's appointment, and I believe it wasn't until we couldn't get her in until like February ish Mm -hmm. around there. And her primary because we didn't have a dermatologist at the time, so you need a referral to go to the dermatologist from your primary, and so I took her her primary, she was kind of like, I can't diagnose that. But to me, that's what it looks like. Yeah. And at this point, I, I knew what alopecia was. I hadn't really thought about it until like it hadn't affected me since I knew a girl in high school that had alopecia. Oh,
0: okay. I did
2: know what it was, but had never experienced it since then. And so I kind of already figured like just and by this point, now it's fallen out even more.
0: Yeah.
2: So we went, we got blood work done, too, because the doctor was like, I'll send you for that at least. And then you'll get the call from the dermatologist. And we went for blood work. It all came back normal. I got the call from a dermatologist. It was the weirdest phone call I've ever had. This lady was... You're not the only person that has had terrible experiences with dermatologists. Let me just tell you. Gosh, this lady, it must have been her first day or something. She was very rude and was just like, basically told me what day, what time. Didn't tell me where. Like, I knew the... Clinic, but if you Google that clinic, you know, there's like seven of them. Oh my God. <laughs> so you're like, hello? Yeah. And she was yeah, like, right. okay, con- confirmed my appointment. And it, that was still, well, Rio's appointment. And that was still like a couple weeks out. Yeah. And so finally, like, we get to go to the dermatologist. And I thought it was weird. I didn't get a confirmation email. I didn't get a confirmation phone call. I was like, that's yeah. kind of weird. Normally that happens. Right. And so we go to the doctor's appointment, and the lady's like, no, she doesn't have an appointment today. And it was like,
0: what's
2: and so she looks and she was like, Oh, it looks like it was confirmed and then cancelled like at the same time. What? So I'm like As if there's not enough stress during that time too, right? Right. And like this place isn't close. Like it was about a 30 minute drive. That's not bad. But so Rio and I we had a great yeah. day. We ended up, you know, going to lunch and we went to a museum. Like we had a really great day. But now we're pushed off from even from having answers even more. finally we got in to see the dermatologist and she was in the room for 45 seconds and was like oh that's alopecia areata oh
0: that's quick
2: and we were like oh thank you
0: because it was like an answer finally
2: yes the confirmation on what like okay so now we have an action plan and you know of course there's there's no cure there's treatments so there you know we can try these treatments and I asked her like do you want to try the topical creams? And so we did. We tried the topical steroids and she broke out so bad. Yeah. Like this poor baby, like she was so itchy and it really didn't seem to be doing anything. She had just a little bit in the back and a little bit on the sides and pretty much everywhere else was gone. She had a little bit of growth in the back that started coming back that was white. Really? Like We just-, just talked about this. Ooh, yeah, it was, yeah, it was so cute. I was like, "Peter, you got white hair." <laughs> it was her one spot on the back of her head was really a heart. yeah. Oh, that's so. Cute.
0: That's so crazy though, because Kristen mm-hmm. was just saying that her eyebrow hair is coming back white.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> like it's not coming back her normal hair color; it's just white. So that's so interesting that her hair started coming back white mm-hmm. too.
1: I know a guy has one brown eyebrow and one white eyebrow and that looks so dope if you're a future then that's good
0: (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) you're just gonna look like a
1: badass
0: (laughs) so i know most people that we have talked to too have said that confirmation of this is what it is you're finally not guessing anymore yes You're finally not like, oh my gosh, could it be A, B, and C? Could it be worse? Could her health be bad? Like, nobody was giving you an answer for that. So it was kind of like panic mode until you get that answer. And then it's like, all right, now what are the next steps? And then when Um, you find
1: out what it is, it's a relief. Like, because it's not, you know, terminal or like a long recovery period or whatever. Right. You know, so we're like, all right this is yeah we can do like, this. Oh, like we can okay. we, we can make this work yeah i was
0: just gonna ask so what was her
2: reaction to it when she finally found out what it was i think she was also relieved like okay, really? like now and i had cut her hair up but i had told her like i don't want to shave your head until the doctor sees it i felt bad because i know she wanted to shave it but yeah. it was like we have a few more weeks like let's i really do want the doctor to see how it is and so after that then It wasn't even right away after that doctor's appointment. It wasn't until school started that I shaved her head.
0: Okay. She excited for that though, to kind of get it off of her head. Yeah. Because
2: we got married in August of that, of 2020. So now we're in 2021. Yeah. Like when we finally got to see the doctor and everybody and middle school started and my grandma had bought her a wig for school and, and for our wedding, like in case she wanted to wear it for the wedding and yeah. She did for part of the day but it was so hot that day. Mm-hmm. She was like, mm-hmm.
0: "Yeah, get this thing <laughs> off of
2: me." <laughs> yep. Nope, done. But when we did it when I shaved her head, she stood up. Her back was facing me and as she walked away from me to go look in the mirror, I could see her cheeks from behind her like just her beaming. Jesus. And I was just yeah. like, oh, we were like, "Rio, you look so beautiful." No, like, yeah. Oh, and it was really weird. I sent my stepmom a picture. And she said, I really didn't think she could look any more like you. Yeah. But it's, <laughs> it was really weird. I was like, oh, this is.
1: That picture that everybody sees of Nikki and Rio is that day. Yeah. the like, one so where they're cheeky. Oh, cheek. yeah. Yeah. That was that, that, was that day. Really? And you, you can, can just tell. You can look t- at her face. Oh, my yes, God. you can see it on her face.
0: You got it. And I loved it. You know, that is a very freeing moment. Because it's like when you still have your long hair it's in your way, you can see your bald spots and you're just kind of like, I need this to get out of here. Like I need this gone just because, oh my God, now it's gone and I can just be myself now and it's not there as a reminder of my hair keeps falling out you know so i can just picture it being a very happy moment because it is for a lot of us
1: i've had to shave my head since i was 29 years old until i looked at her and she looked at me and i'm like twinsies like it's not the same thing
0: That's so cute. I love that. It's just so wonderful that you guys embrace that with her too because, you know, we've heard different people and different families haven't responded that well to people with hair loss or their kids with hair loss and they push them to wear wigs and push them to do this. So just kind of going along with what she wanted to go along with, that was the best avenue you could have taken with that because... We can both say that we've had a lot of people, whether it was family or friends or whatever, give unsolicited advice to us that we were like... "Mm." I'm not ready for that, though, yet. Like, can I just yeah. move through my hair loss my own way? So that's awesome that you were like, yep, you're, you're going to shave your head. Like, you want to do this, you want to do that, and kind of gave her the option. That's awesome. We, mm-hmm. we, we applaud you for that because that is incredible. Nice. So also in regards to her alopecia journey, we went over her kind of like first reaction to it. What was your reaction? Were you kind of just like, all right, this is the next thing we got to go through and...
2: Yes, and terrified yeah. for her. Absolutely terrified because of what she ended up going through.
0: Did her peers know that she had alopecia? Or...
2: Once it was figured out, so now mind you, she had been in school with all these kids. Yeah. Then they're all home or barely ever see each other.
1: Right.
2: And she did go in for testing, and I was super nervous because, like, I'm such a like I'll fight a ten year old. Yeah. I to, you know, like <laughs> absolutely, I mean, I won't, but I will, <laughs> yeah. but I won't, and. She went in and she was real patchy at that point And she had a test and she was like, mom, no one said anything. Like no one even looked at me weird. Yeah. And then when she goes back to middle school after being, you know, gone, now she has totally different hair. Yeah. And I think that once the mean kids latched onto that and figured out that she was wearing a wig, I mean, it really was. It was within the first week of school that What? like it was instantaneously.
0: The first that- week
2: it really was yep
0: they found out she was wearing a wig and was just like yeah this is mm-hmm. this is what we're gonna make fun of her for
2: yep and then when she had enough of wearing the wig like she always had one in her backpack just in case like she yeah you know felt like she wanted to put it on Absolutely. but once we shaved her head and she went in like Psh, now what right. and then then it was the mr clean jokes and the naked mole rat jokes and the bug-eyed alien like she had these big 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 beautiful blue eyes and she was just relentlessly attacked about it
0: so Uh when that first started happening did she come to you right away like hey this is what's going
2: on yeah really it was more it was more like some of her friends like or at least people that she thought were friends because at first it kind of seemed like those other didn't bother her at first she then had to like kind of go through that and i think it probably would have happened even without the hair loss. That's just a normal beginning and middle school thing yeah. where, like, you kind of got to figure out who your people are again right and she was kind of struggling with that and then it just got worse with all these other kids and it's really hard right because you were coming from 2020 when you were you know not in school and then the whole e-learning yeah and going back into school so to yeah, find so- those peers was really a complicated because
0: it's yeah,
1: not like went- you
2: were with them during no. those years yeah. she
1: was at she was in elementary school as rio full head of hair mm-hmm. yeah gone for a year into middle school with some, with some of her other friends but yeah. a bunch of other kids that don't know her with right. no hair. And right. and all these kids are, you know, after COVID or they have to relearn all things social. Like they yeah. don't know they don't know how to behave anymore or how to interact with each other anymore. I mean, right. almost like a Lord of the Flies type mentality, you know, where right. they don't yeah. they don't know they're just acting on instinct and sometimes those instincts weren't good and it definitely wasn't good for real.
0: Right. So when she came to you and talked about it, were you like, all right, like, what do you want to do? Could you have the choice of going back to e-learning or was it like everybody is back in full force
2: in school? Everyone was back full force. Okay. Um. Once it got really bad in February. Now, mind you, this is the time span of this is so short.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: From school starting in August to Rio dying in March. That is such a short amount of time. Right. And it just escalated so, so fast. And- in February when it got to the point where I picked her up after work one day and she just lost it like she had the biggest meltdown in the car and she was cussing and like real at least not around me she was good at reading the room I taught her well on that but Mm -hmm. she just let it out and was so upset and and I was just like okay this is not okay like I thought we had an okay handle on it, but this, it was not okay. And so we gave her a choice then to switch schools day or do like a homeschooling sort of situation, which I don't know how that would have worked. Cause she was way smarter than me. <laughs> so, and we told her like, don't rush that decision. Absolutely like and so we kind of gave her the rest of the week and that weekend and uh, she said I think it was that Sunday maybe it was even Monday that she was like I want to stay I don't want to leave my teachers I don't want to leave my friends and I don't want to let them win
0: yeah absolutely because it's like with not being in school for 2020 then going back and then being like well do you want to leave again she was probably like no because I was just away from all of my friends Mm -hmm. for years yeah So it makes sense to why she wanted to stay. And I love the whole, I don't want to let them win because, you know, a lot of us have dealt with bullying. I know Kristen did when she was in school with alopecia. So like not wanting those kids to kind of have control over your life, you don't want them to. So I understand that decision and what she made. Absolutely.
1: Mm-hmm. it's a hard decision for a 12-year-old to make like, so got it. say at, to make that i mean i could feel it off her you know like you don't know what the right answer is so you just pick something and you right. just go with what's comfortable for you and what's familiar for you and rio stood up for other kids like she yeah. yeah she sent emails to her own teachers for other kids that she felt were struggling and might need some help really you know? yeah, she did wow
0: i remember someone saying that at the funeral that she was always rooting for the underdog. She was always ready to be there for someone that was the underdog and to ride with them. And just to be like, got your back. Mm-hmm. I remember someone saying that about her and that's so powerful. Cause I want to say it, it's because she knew what it was like being different with how alopecia you're different, you know, and you know that people treat you differently. So that's incredible that it was kind of like she said, well, I'm different and people make me feel different. So I'm going to literally stand up for everybody else that feels the way that I feel. Mm -hmm. Um, We talk about it time and time again where we say alopecians are very strong people because, I mean, it's not easy to lose your hair. And it's just so incredible to see how powerful people's personalities are, Rio being one of them. I'm going to kick it over to Kristen because I know that she wants to ask a couple of these questions, too.
2: So...
0: (laughs) what brings you guys joy in
2: Rio's memory and honor today? That's such a hard one. I know. Because it is, the it's pain so is so deep and it yeah. is so fresh. And we're still entering through the first year in this fog. But seeing how fast and far her fire has already touched is It's hard to find words. It's very, very humbling and comforting and honestly, just magical. Yeah. One of my favorite sayings and something I've heard both her say and Avery at this point, like those who don't believe in magic won't find it.
0: Yeah.
2: And she's everywhere now like it is it really you have to look for the signs you have to look for for her mission because she was too good for this earth you know and I truly truly believe I think we all truly truly believe that she knew what the outcome of her decision was going to be because she did have such a strong family unit of not just us but of friends and like this very strong village and she knew we would not sit idly like we would not go gentle into that good night and so it it makes our broken hearts a little warmer every time we're out driving in town and we see a bumper sticker and we're like I don't know whose car that is
0: yeah right
2: or you know or we see her story being shared or or we get to talk to you guys or you know like all of these incredible opportunities and all these incredible incredible people. She started something like Rio really did. Like this is not.
1: I talk to her all the time. Like with everything that we do over these last uh, eight or nine months. Anyways, we want what she wants. You know, like we want, we want other kids to not have the life that, that she had to endure. And Nikki's right. Like I think she knew that we would answer that call. And so when we have these moments, when we do things out in the community, Or we're just out in the community and we see the people show up and and talk to us and message us it's something that we've never experienced before and uh there's a lot of people don't just feel for us but want to help want to do stuff
0: i think One of the most powerful things too is your organization is not only helping people with alopecia. It wasn't, it didn't just stop there. It's literally showing how people with differences, visible or invisible, whether you hide it or show it, we are easily targeted to get bullied. Your organization in itself is going to help so many people and she has helped so many people. How many people? I don't even know that have reached out to us about that that have talked to us about it that have felt moved to talk to their school systems and like things you guys probably don't even see because it's happening in other states and other places and behind the scenes it gives me chills and it makes me so emotional because it's such a big thing you guys are doing and it's everything and more and we can't tell you how happy it makes us that you guys just took the ball and ran with it and you said listen this isn't gonna be the end all be all on that day like we're going to make a change and that is powerful and that means the world to our whole community and people who just have differences in general And we can't thank you enough for it because that means everything to us. And I know that means a lot to Kristen because she was young. She was 13 when she got alopecia and was going through her school system and everything. So, like, to see the changes you're making now for kids that didn't get that when they were younger, like Kristen did, is huge. huge. It's huge. So we can't tell you how much we love you guys honestly, we can't tell you how much we love everything you're doing. And we also cannot wait to hear everything that you are doing with the organization. So we're going to skip to that one. Um, Because we can't we're so excited to hear everything you've been doing. Next week, February 9th will be part two of three for this episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. Until next week, folks. Bald Peck out.